Welcome to Finest Work Songs. My name is Matt. My name is also Matt. Welcome back, work fans. You've been waiting a long time. Have y'all started calling each other that? We call you that. You like nod and like you pass someone on the street and you just immediately know. Yeah. You both listen and you just kind of wink at each other knowingly. (laughs) What would be the sign or what would they say to each other to identify themselves as finest work fans? That's a good question. I think it's like a, a secret code word. Like when you're in conversation with someone and you're exchanging thoughts on your favorite podcast, you slip in there and you say, that's an epipod I like. And they're like, epipod. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That might be. You a, know. You or know. Benson Mule Days. I don't know how you would bring that up in conversation. Like naturally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Matt, Benson Mule Days is coming up. September. How do I prepare for Benson Mule Days? You know, if you don't have some good boots, now's the time okay. probably to get them. Are you talking cowboy boots or work boots? Uggs? Uggs. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely Uggs. Uggs are huge. <laughs> Benson Mule Days, I'm sure. But between the guys. The guys yeah. wearing Uggs. Yeah, the guys. Sure. Yep. Maybe some Chacos. Okay. Those probably go over real well. Matt, it was good to take a break over the summer, but I've missed being with you yeah and i've missed hearing from our dearest yes. finest work fans we have great fans who are constantly sending us email and so we always like to share some of that in a segment we like to call kenny gmail Kenny Gmail is our time to share email that's come to us from our Gmail account, finestworksongs at gmail.com. Thanks everyone for sending us fan mail and good questions and Mm -hmm. uh, analysis and just really cool things all the time. And so this Kenny Gmail comes to us from vapecod at gmail.com. Vapecod? Vapecod. Uh, and it's in reference to our Beatles rubber sole epipod. Okay. Has anybody ever shopped at 4042 Vapor Vape Shop located at 4107 South <laughs> Tsunami Trail? Question mark? <laughs> it's a great question. It is a good question. One thing I like is that we serve more purposes than yeah. just talking yep. about music. Mm-hmm. You know, like some people use Yelp. Yep. Some people email finestworksongs at gmail.com. That's right. I mean, you could ask Jeeves or you could ask us. So have you ever shopped at that vape shop? I have not. What's the name of the vape shop? Uh, Vapor Vape Shop. (laughs) (laughs) There's no questioning what what type of shop that is. Maybe it's somewhere in like... You know, Massachusetts is if the email is a vape cod like Cape Cod. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the vapors call it vape cod. (laughs) There's a huge contingency of vapors that are taking over the the Cape. (laughs) All right, vapor vape shop. 4107 South to Miami Trail. 4042 Vapor and Tobacco in Johnston County, North Carolina. Uh, what does 4042 mean? 4042 is a two um, highways, Highway 40 and then Highway 42. <laughs> so th- that part of Johnston County, they do refer to it as 4042. Really? Mm-hmm. There's one in Garner? There's a bunch. 4042. This might be our sponsor opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, have you ever vaped? I've never vaped. You're missing out. I mean, I haven't, but people, I mean, the people on Vape Cod. I mean, the emails we're getting about vaping, it must be magnificent. It must be something. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe when we go to Mule Days, because that's in Johnston County. That's true. We can go to 4042 Vapor Vape Shop. (laughs) Hey, we're here. (laughs) Matt and also Matt. (laughs) They're like, are you going to buy something or not? Yeah. Matt, we are kicking it off with a bang for season five. We're not messing around this season. No more tomfoolery. No. We are in it to win it. Or Tom Pettery. (laughs) 
Tom Pettis. What kicks us off for season five, Matt? We are going to kick off season five with the undisputable classic Purple Rain by Prince. Matt, this is one of those albums that, before we begin, I want to apologize to the listener. Oh, man. How do you talk about Prince in one yeah. epipod? How do you talk about this album? How do you talk about Prince? This movie? Oh, my gosh. His motorcycle? There's so much that orbits this. Yeah. The Prince stories that you could tell. I mean, mm-hmm. and every single one of them is borderline like urban legend. There's no way that's real. And then you dive into it and you're like, that's absolutely oh, real. Right. Like, like that's just <laughs> Prince. You know, so this is going to be fun. Well, let's jump in. As always, we like to start with our memories. So what is your memory of Prince Purple Rain? We've talked about it many times before on this, but my sister Jennifer is about eight years older than me. So mm-hmm. she's introduced me to music through the years. I remember her driving my mom and I was in the backseat and we're running some errands. She had gotten the cassette to this. Darling Nikki comes on. Oh boy. This was a long time ago. So my memory could be completely clouded, but... I feel like I remember her like trying to fast forward it because she, she knew the song. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. It's like sort of my first memory of like Prince and Purple Rain was that he was kind of naughty. If she was 16, I'm like eight. This was nothing I'd heard before. Um, you know, <laughs> no. Well, I mean, Any of us. Especially Darling Nikki. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is where he kind of established his brand was with Purple Rain. When I think of Prince, it's, it's sort of Purple Rain era Prince. Yeah. What about you? What's your, what's your memory of Prince and Purple Rain? Matt, growing up, life wasn't easy at home. Hmm. My dad and my mom were always fighting. So a lot of times I would hop on my motorcycle, mm-hmm. strap my guitar on my back, yeah. ride through the crowd, hop on stage and just tear it up, my band and I. I met this woman at the club. We would just ride around on my motorcycle. I would play jokes on her, like making her jump into an ice cold lake in the middle of Minnesota winter. Okay. And she wanted to have a career. She ended up going with one of the other house bands, yeah. forming her own girl group under one of the guys who was kind of like my nemesis. Mm. Then my dad died, yeah. which was sad. Yeah. My nemesis, the other band, made fun of me about that. They were ruthless. I started working with other people. I took their song, and in tribute to my father, I played it on the stage. Mm. People loved it. Actually, my dad my dad lived. Oh, wow, yeah, miracle. I found out after the concert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> after every concert someone come up your dad's still alive yeah <laughs> oh good I just Woo. <laughs> anyway that song won people over yeah. secured my slot and even my nemesis liked the song and mm-hmm. Matt the name of that song was Purple Rain wow <laughs> jeez I played it and somebody goes hey are you covering that Prince song? And I was like, who? What? and they're like everything you're all about is exactly <laughs> copying Prince again who? yeah get Queen? out of here Queen? <laughs> I don't do those songs. You really need to listen to them. I mean, it's clear that you have, but you really should check out Purple Rain. And so I did and realized that I'd been copying note for note everything. His, his life and his life. Song. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What other movie could I do? I know, for right? This one? <laughs> Batman. That's what I should have done. You joked about yeah, yeah. the Batman soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And I looked into it. I was like, maybe we should do it and listen. Because I read this book about Prince and they were talking about how underrated it is. Yeah, I was probably three songs in and thought, no, we're not doing this crap. Because I remember you reading <laughs> that. And didn't they come to him and say, hey, we need a song? A song. And he was like, how about I do a whole album? And they're like, no, just a song. No, no, He's no, like, got it. 12 songs coming <laughs> your way. A whole album coming up. 
You mentioned Minnesota. You need yeah. native son of Minnesota. I can't remember if the Minnesota Vikings asked him to write them a theme song or if he just did one. He probably just did it. And it's apparently not great. It's this kind of yeah. like hokey pseudo college fight song kind of thing. But they have to use it. How do you turn down Prince's fight song for your football team? He's one of the, if not most, the most prolific songwriter, musician, producer, all of that. And so even when it came to this film, he gave the director a hundred songs to choose from. <laughs> like, how do you even listen to all that many and right. choose, you know? I believe they chose the best ones. Yeah. They did a pretty good job. Yeah. Album kicks off. Let's jump in. The album kicks off with, I was going to say one of his best songs, but I don't even know how you quantify that. It's crazy how good this song is. It is crazy. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Electric word, life, it means forever, and that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you, there's something else. The afterworld. A world of never-ending happiness. You can always see the sun. Day or night. So when you call up that shrink in Beverly Hills, you know the one. Doctor, everything will be alright. That holds up like crazy. It's the kind of thing that could not hold up well. It's of its time in in a lot of ways. I feel like it gets better with age. This song is a good example of, as we were kids, you see Prince in a bathtub for When Doves Cry. Right. And at times evoking the dancing of James Brown. But then with his guitar, he shreds. And also it fits in with all the pop songs of the day Mm -hmm. from typically white artists. Yeah. I know that was part of his goal mm-hmm. was to not be pegged in either one, at least early on. Mm-hmm. And this was his second number one single in the US. First one we'll talk about being When Doves Cry. What's interesting about that is I don't remember this being as much on the radio. To me, this is a song that I feel like I've I heard more and more as years went on. Not so much at this time when this album came out, when the movie came out. Yeah. A lot of our memories of these songs are also tied to the videos. Nothing jumps out at me from that. I just know that it's just like such a phenomenal pop song. I have clear memories of When Doves Cry, the video. But a lot of his songs, Let's Go Crazy, Purple Rain, I Would Die For You, Mm -hmm. I don't remember if there were videos. I don't even remember hearing them on the radio. It's just kind of like everything was played by Prince everywhere. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Yeah, that's a good point. But it's funny because this song is actually, is very religious. Yeah. And the song is actually between like God and the devil. Ah. I always thought he said, are we going to let 
the elevator take us down. Yeah. But it's de-elevator, like he says it's about the de-elevation of sin. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so a lot of critics are saying, like, hey, this is just a party song, stop. He's like, I'm going to write about what I'm going to write about. Wow. Every album is dedicated to God. Yeah. And through his life, he was Mm -hmm. really religious. In fact, later in his life when he got married, he became a Jehovah's Witness, Mm -hmm. took it very seriously. So that means Prince needs to go knocking on doors. On doors. He goes to the suburban home. This white guy answers. Prince introduces himself as Prince Nelson. The guy's wife thought, oh, they want to use my house for a set. <laughs> this is awesome. They're going to tear it down and build us a new house or something, whatever yeah. they need to do, yeah. you know? But then they started getting into the Jehovah's Witness stuff, right? About 25 minutes later, they left. She said he was very kind. Mm-hmm. But Prince realized when he left, he had tried to convert a Jewish family hours before the start of Yom Kippur. <laughs> The oh, wow. holiest day on the Jewish calendar. Wow. So, but I just love, man, Prince knocking on doors. How do you react to that? And Yeah. Oh, my God, you look just like Prince. Hey, I'm, I'm Prince Nelson. Oh, that's so funny. I don't know if there's a you look like Prince. I think you see him and it's Prince. And it's Prince. Yeah. I don't think there's any like, that guy kind of looks like Hugh Jackman. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you see him, everybody knows it's Prince. We were in New York, just walking down, like, I don't know, Madison Avenue or something. We, we looked beside us, and Ralph Lauren's walking beside us, like, talking to someone. Was he on a, a horse? A horse with a <laughs> plain, plain polo? polo. Yeah. He was. Um, How do you know what Ralph Lauren looks like? Fashion. Well, Fashion, Stevens. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm really up on that. So. <laughs> uh, but then, like, that, I think it was that same day, Taylor Swift walks by with, like, an entourage. Now, what? the entourage helps in context. Of course, there's a million people on the sidewalk. Yeah. But when you see her walking your way, there's that split second where you're like, you look really familiar. Then then it clicks, like, oh, my gosh, it's Taylor Swift. That's Taylor Swift. I think if you're at your home on a Saturday, just odds and ends around your house, and there's a knock on the door. That's true. You're not immediately going to go, Prince, oh, no, you're Prince, naturally. Yeah. The yeah. amount of time between I think I know you and your Prince, your Prince is probably, probably a lot yeah. shorter than... What an odd experience that would be. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure so many people just want to like talk to him like, no, no, yeah, all the God stuff's fine. I want to hear about yeah, yeah. Uh, Purple Rain. Tell yeah. me about you and Michael. Yeah. That's the funny thing about Prince, though, is that deeply religious mm-hmm. and yet one of the most sexually explicit yep. artists <laughs> mm-hmm. of any generation. Yeah. Especially as time goes on. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's Prince. And that's also, you know, part of the heritage of a lot of soul and R&B through the years was that, we've talked about before, that juxtaposition of of the soulful, spiritual Mm -hmm. versus the flesh. He was all in on both. He really was. (laughs) All right. Let's keep moving on. As the movie continues, the next song that we run into is Take Me With You.
So he's singing here with Apollonia, mm-hmm. the girl off the bus, mm-hmm. trying to make it, trying to get into the club. You know, they meet, they ride off on his motorcycle. They've maybe known each other for a day or two. Right. That's what you get. Mm-hmm. This song is playing through this montage of driving through Minnesota in the winter. So it's stark and yep. terrible looking. Yeah, cold. <laughs> yeah. So he takes her out by this lake and they're talking and she says, will you help me with my career? He says something like, you haven't even taken a swim in like poopy caca or something like that. <laughs> like Winnie Tonka or whatever. <laughs> Almost like a hazing type thing. Like. Mm-hmm. And so she goes, okay, strips down, jumps into the water in Minnesota yep. in the winter. Yep. Then he goes, that's not even Lake Minnetonka. Ha ha ha. <laughs> she gets out. He drives away. <laughs> this is in the movie. He drives away. And then she's like, screaming at him whatever he goes back she walks up to the motorcycle she goes to get on and he pulls forward a little bit oh that old trick yeah that old trick he does that a few times and i'm like oh my gosh you were the worst you know (laughs) how is she still with this guy the treatment of women back then but also in prince's world yeah the actress said that she did it one time and came out and she was supposed to deliver a line, but couldn't. She's a cold. Yeah, she's about to die. Hypothermia. Yeah. It's a real thing. So, <laughs> I don't know how they thought that that would be okay. <laughs> That's how you woo a girl is that, you know. In Minnesota in yeah. the winter. You make her jump into a lake. Even if it was the right lake, is terrible. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> and then yeah. it's not even the right lake. Yeah, and then do the old pull forward a little bit. Trick. Yeah. Like we've yeah. all done that to friends, right? But we're, like a dude. Yeah, in yeah, high yeah, school, yeah, yeah. not a you wouldn't even do that to your girlfriend in high yeah, school. Yeah, you didn't do that to a, a no. girl you were trying to impress. No, maybe you're like, like first grade when you like you liked a girl and you went up and like polar pigtails. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And there's another scene in this movie where Morse Day is walking along. Apollonia approaches him, and for whatever reason, he has his associate Jerome pick her up and throw her in a dumpster. <laughs> like what? Another scene later, they seem to be getting along well, Prince and Apollonia. Uh-huh. She brings him a new guitar. Oh, wow. That's nice. A brand new guitar. He takes out his earring, puts it in her ear. The next thing that happens is she says, I'm going to join Morris's group. So he slaps her in the face. <laughs> <laughs> that's all in 10 seconds. Oh, my gosh. Like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, women do not fare well in the world of Prince. My memory of the movie Purple Rain was that it was also like a very forbidden fruit kind of thing like i'm definitely not old enough to watch oh yeah Purple rain no we were eight but it was the 80s like that's true you know, good I mean, point we, there was so much we'd already seen that's true at i don't like, know why this was forbidden. like two o'clock on an afternoon or like a monday <laughs> you're flipping channels like oh there's that you know <laughs> i just remember being years before right watching purple rain and i love that they, they say i don't care if we spend the night in your mansion I'll do whatever. We could stay in your mansion. <laughs> yeah, sure. Or not. If I have to. Yeah. This movie, it got so much hype, so much praise. Yeah. It's one of those things that you watch and you think, this is horrible. Right. The acting's terrible. Mm-hmm. The best part about it is just Prince. Yeah. The music, you know, and the performances or whatever. Why was it so huge? Mm-hmm. I think it was like nothing before it. Other movies that were so intimately tied to the music. Like a Elvis Hula movie. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Hard Day's Night. Hard Day's Night. I mean... But that was kind of a joke. Yeah. I mean, that was almost like an extended music like, video. Like, I'm kind of like... I'm, I mean, the, the closest thing I can think of, and, and it's probably just because of the era a few years later, it's like Dirty Dancing. Someone says to me, Dirty Dancing, I think movie and music at the same time. Yeah. But, but to, that's just a very powerful soundtrack. Sure. It would be Dirty Dancing if Patrick Swayze sung and performed 
all of the that's songs. True. That's true. And they were all num- like number right. one hits. When you say to me today, Purple Rain, yeah. I think first of the song, then the album, way at the bottom, I think about the movie, which probably speaks to the quality of the movie. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. I mean, there's really not much before to compare to, again, if, unless you're talking about a terrible Elvis Hawaii movie or something. Matt, this movie is in the Library of Congress. The movie is? The movie. <laughs> for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. <laughs> and I'm guessing culturally and aesthetically. We need to explain the 80s to yeah. people. The first five minutes of Purple Rain <laughs> with just the people's faces is oh amazing. Uh, which apparently the club mm-hmm. in which it's filmed later people just would show up dressed like people in the movie. Oh, nice. People don't normally dress that way. Yeah. It's just the movie. But they said that people just show up dressed that way for like years. And they're just walking up and slapping people. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be like, Prince, you want to be a musician? No. <laughs> it grossed over $72 million worldwide. And it won an Oscar for Best Original Song Score. And Prince got Best Actor. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, man, you should see my face. Uh, yeah. But the soundtrack, 25 million copies worldwide. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's crazy. That's so they good. had to be tied together. Yeah. Apparently when Prince slaps somebody, he thinks it sounds like birds crying. So <laughs> that's what this next song's about. singing how could you just leave me standing mm-hmm. after he just like left poor apollonia alone in a world so cold <laughs> yeah. yeah it's cold because you made her jump in the lake prince <laughs> this is my favorite prince song really which is really hard to say yeah because there's so many good ones but right. i just think about from the time i heard it until now anytime it can come on i'm in awe yeah if part of the movie was to showcase prince and the, mm-hmm. the songs you think that the, the whole point in this video is just, he wanted to get in a tub for like four hours. We need to film a video. He's like, I've got a bath scheduled. Let's work around that. Just come on. That's what I remember is oh, yeah. that part. And the slow motion doves. What does it mean when doves cry? Here's the amazing thing about this song, among many things. Mm-hmm. So he'd given him a hundred songs. Yep. This was not included. The director asked him to write a song that's going to match the part of the film where your parents are fighting 
And also, you are making love in a barn loft. <laughs> so cliche. Prince, the next morning, comes back with this song. He had written it that night. Wow. Actually, two songs. This, okay. was, this was one. He is becoming his father. That's what all the slapping's about, right? <laughs> so he doesn't want to become his father. Right, right. Which, it's extremely problematic. We're not making fun of yeah. domestic abuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, when you watch things, you're like, whoa, what? Yeah. How could this fly? Right. I think that his character in the movie, The Kid... Yeah. Like maybe I'm just like my mother. Yep. She's never satisfied because that's the whole thing is the dad's like, you're never satisfied with me and all this mm-hmm. stuff in the movie. And there's no bass in the song. I can hear Lars Ulrich slow clapping. <laughs> he turns to Jason Newstead. He's like, see, Prince made it a success. We don't need you. <laughs> what if that's all he was going for? He was chasing that when doves cry yeah, sound like, for years. I, that's a bold move, though, yeah. to not have bass. There was bass in the song, and I think he's saying, I want to take it out. Mm-hmm. It sounds better. And they're like, you're Prince. <laughs> yeah. You could do whatever you yeah, want. Sure. sure, Mr. Prince. Yeah. Yeah, so this was his first number one single. Stayed there for five weeks, and it was the top-selling single of 1984. 1984, we've talked about that, that, year. that year. This is the number one selling single that year. It's the first single to reach number one simultaneously on the pop, the dance, and at the time, what was called the Black Charts. So it was number one on all three of those. The first one since Billie Jean. Wow. Let's talk about Michael. Yep. You can't talk about one without the other. People compared them. In some ways, it was a respectful rivalry. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't deny each other's talents. Right. To me, in hindsight, this is probably more of a statement on like being a suburban white kid at that yeah. time. I feel like I tended to associate them as very similar artists back at that time. I don't think I saw the differences between the two of them. I, I just probably saw them as two mega star African-American pop stars Yeah, doing R&B pop songs. Now looking back, they're so different. Michael was always bigger to me because of Thriller. Well, I think Michael was also more accessible. Michael didn't, at least on record, dive into like the more sexually explicit stuff. So there's a barrier of entry there for some people with Prince. He had already done five albums before this, I think. Yeah. There was dirty stuff on all of them yeah each dedicated to god you know but looking back prince is way more talented in my mind yeah michael had the pop sensibility he had Mm -hmm. the stardom and he could write but Mm -hmm. like prince could play everything but their interaction in the early 80s that's one of our favorite things about the 80s matt to talk about is these stories like we are the world Mm -hmm. prince snubs we are the world i have two favorite stories have you heard about the james brown concert no he calls michael jackson up on stage Michael Jackson goes up on stage and just sings, I love you, I love you, I love you, to James Brown. <laughs> and then Michael leans into James's ear and, I guess, says Prince is here. Mm-hmm. So they bring Prince up. This is before Purple Rain. Okay. Prince, as we've talked about, similar to Bob Dylan, likes to be in control. Mm-hmm. And so here's a moment when he's vulnerable. He hops on Big Chick's back, that's his bodyguard, rides him up on the stage Somebody hands him a guitar. I've read that it was left-handed. Okay. And actually, when you watch it, it looks like very uncomfortable. He plays horribly. Oh, gosh. Then he starts using it phallically, moaning into the microphone, gives the guitar back, walks off stage, and accidentally knocks over like a palm tree. That was was it. It was super embarrassing. Oh, my gosh. Prince, I think, felt like this wasn't a respectful thing. Was Michael trying to set him up to fail, or was he... I think so. Okay. Anyway. Prince gets him back a few years later when he was recording. Michael stopped by. And so Prince leads Michael Jackson and all their bodyguards to a ping pong table. 
Famously, Prince yes. and Ping Pong. Says, you want to play Ping Pong? <laughs> Michael replies, I don't know how, but I'll try. They're playing, and he says, come on, Michael, get into it. And then he says, quote, you want me to slam it? Michael Jackson drops his paddle. He puts his hand over his face. Prince slams the ball, which hits Michael Jackson in the crotch. <laughs> and then Michael just turns and walks out. Ouch. There's this weird rivalry between them. Yeah, Prince and Ping Pong, man. There's that um, Jimmy Fallon yeah. being invited to join Prince and play Ping Pong. And he yeah. shows up at this club. Didn't he get called like out of the blue? He had made a joke about it, right? Right, yeah. I think. And then even on uh, an episode of New Girl, he oh, plays ping pong yeah. with Zoe Deschanel. And Which, first of all, that was weird that he was on it was very weird. New Girl. In that episode, because we actually just watched it because we're finally watching that show, yeah, they keep referring to going to the party at Prince's house. And you assume it's going to be one of those things where, oh, Prince is walking away and it's like some stand-in. Right. You look behind, like, oh, there's a guy about his eyes wearing like a purple jacket or something. Yeah, like, yeah. But you're like, oh my God, Prince is on this random show yeah playing ping pong and it was really bizarre so bizarre but you say prince you think so bizarre so getting back to the michael thing as i've gotten older i mean you know the difference and you alluded to it like michael jackson he's not going to do a george harrison tribute concert he was a pop superstar he's the king of pop pop yeah whereas prince could tread on a guitar play the piano he could just do it all he had the ability to not just contribute to virtually any style of music, but to own any style of music if yeah. you wanted to. Again, talking about the George Harrison tribute yeah. concert. He blows everybody away on stage yep. with this incredible solo during While My Guitar Gently Weaves. Then he flings the guitar in the air and it never comes down. It is the coolest thing ever. That he Weird that. stories, like you said, yeah. that you end up looking into and it's like, it's true. It's true. Like that James Brown story I told? Yeah. Go watch it. I didn't exaggerate a thing. Right. It's so weird. You know, and these ping pong stories, these yeah. are reported by other people. It's not yeah. like Prince is spreading rumors about himself. Yeah. You can't even get him to talk about himself. Saying you're playing ping pong with someone, dropping that in as some secret undercover story. That, right. I, I get this in the news. I, I need some promotion. Tell people I'm playing ping pong with Jimmy Fallon. That's not how that works. I mean, it's news because it's just weird enough. And that's how Prince was. I think that's what makes the Dave Chappelle skits of Prince so funny. They're rooted in truth. We're not laughing at this weirdo. No. We adore him. He's just an enigma. Right. And a very funny one. All the stories we've heard through the years, it totally makes sense that like Prince would have a basketball game with people, dominate the game. Right. Because he's Prince and he dominates everything and then make pancakes. Yeah. In a way to kind of like be normal. If Michael Jackson tried to make pancakes, you'd be like, this is uncomfortable. Yeah. You were a child star. You don't even know how to make pancakes. You've never made them. But Prince knows how to make pancakes. Right. Like Prince grew up a normal dude. Yeah. All right. So this next song, he did a concert, a benefit concert. The songs were recorded live. It was Wendy of Lisa and Wendy, Mm -hmm. the two women that famously were Wendy, yes, Lisa. right <laughs> that were part of his band it was her first night playing mm-hmm. she took over for des who's the incredible guitarist the tracks i would die for you mm-hmm. purple rain and baby i'm a star what we hear on the album is from that concert right. they added a few overdubs but mm-hmm. that's pretty amazing so this next song is a live track from that benefit concert this is i would die for you mm-hmm. You never understand 
actually, I changed my mind. This is my favorite Prince song. Really? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. That's how he is, man. You hear a song, and I'm like, oh, this is this is the best. Incredible that it was live. Doesn't sound live at all. It sounds live in the way that a full band production yeah. makes it. But And introduced that night, I believe Purple Rain and I Would Die For You were introduced. We're talking about Prince and his kind of weaving in between spiritual and sexual. And he also brought a, a level of androgyny. You know, yeah. a lot of his songs. That's and, right. You know, I'm not your woman. I'm not your man. Yeah. I'm something you'll, you'll never understand. And he was like that from the beginning. Yeah. Gender bending yeah. with his clothes and everything. They opened for the Rolling Stones and that audience was not there for it yeah. and threw stuff at Prince. He left the stage. He's like, I'm not dealing with this and dropped off the tour. Can't fault him for that. Uh, this isn't going to go well. This isn't my crowd. We saw him at PNC Arena. Oh, you did? Uh, this was... 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Yeah. Two songs in, he, he jumps up on the piano to sing. You know, he's got high heels. They weren't even mm-hmm. platforms. They're high heels. <laughs> you know, like eight inch high heels. Yeah. Dancing his butt off on the top of a piano and he's playing a guitar. And the other thing that Prince was legendary for is concert ends, place clears out. Mm-hmm. 30 minutes later, they come back out and do another set. Yeah. Six people in the audience. He just doesn't stop. Even in these years of Purple Rain, mm-hmm. he started Vanity Six. And he brought these people in. He wrote the music. At the same time, he started More Stay in the Time. Mm -hmm. He wrote the music. He records Manic Monday, gives it to the Bengals. He recorded six albums in the two-year span of like 83, 84. He just didn't stop. Yeah, They've talked about the vault in his house, and I can't wait to see what comes out. Because, okay, let's say there's... 2,000 songs, right? right? Or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Sure, 1,000 aren't going to be great. Yeah. But of the other 1,000, there's got to be 100 that are Incredible. amazing. Yeah. It's Prince. The odds are just too good. Yeah. Okay, last song we're going to talk about, his most famous song, Manic Monday. His <laughs> most famous song, what's the Sinead O'Connor one? Nothing compares Nothing to you. Nothing compares to you. Dude, that gets problematic when you hear about how he treated Sinead. Oh, no. He was not happy that hers was more popular. Did he rip her picture up once in a while? That would have been awesome. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Uh, anyways. Greatest Super Bowl halftime show of all time 
was U2. It was after 9-11. Yeah. Bono has an American flag in his jacket. Mm-hmm. He lists all the names of everyone who was killed. I don't think you could have had anyone else do it at no. that time. People have also legitimately made the argument that Prince's Super Bowl halftime show is the best. And as I've watched it yeah. more, I completely see why. You know, there's a great NFL Films documentary about that. It's either the producer of the Super Bowl or the Super Bowl halftime show starts out and it's pouring, raining like cats and dogs. In the 50-year history of the Super Bowl, it's never rained during the Super Bowl, let alone the halftime show. Really? And he calls up Prince and he, he says, I'm, in my head, I'm thinking, your Prince is going to be on stage. He's going to play four different electric guitars. He's got two twin dancers in eight-inch heels. This is going to be a nightmare. He calls up Prince, says, Prince, it's raining hard and it doesn't look good. And Prince's answer goes, can you make it rain harder? Oh my god! Which is like the ultimate Prince thing to say. Yeah. And it's pouring when he gets out there. It's a flawless show. He gets the purple rain. He shreds the solo. Matt, name a guitarist that looks cooler than Prince when he plays. Seriously, think about it. Yeah. Everybody postures. Everybody makes the guitar face. But nobody dances like Prince when they play. Yeah. I yeah. cannot think of anybody that is a cooler guitar player than Prince. Yeah. He doesn't get talked about enough with amazing guitar players because everything else he does is amazing. Yeah. Can you make it rain harder? <laughs> That's so cool. Matt, did you know that uh, Prince wasn't sure that Purple Rain was a Prince song? Oh, like it wasn't a song for him to do? Yeah. So he gave it to Stevie Nicks and she was intimidated by it. Stevie Nicks of Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> I can hear it. I could see yeah. where he'd give it to her, but yeah. it's weird that he didn't think it was his song. Seems pretty Prince-like, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> there are so many stories that I wanted to tell. I at least have to mention that his nickname was Skipper, and when he was growing up, he told people not to call him Prince, but to call him Skipper. We could be talking about Skipper and the artist formerly known as Skipper. Oh my gosh. Matt, Prince is going to challenge you to a game of ping pong. <laughs> If you don't take a song off Purple Rain. So if you had to remove a song off Purple Rain, which one would it be? There were two that it came down to. Computer Blue was one. But in the end, I would go with the beautiful ones. leaning towards computer blue but yeah the comedy to me of them going wendy, wendy. Yes, yes lisa is enough to just keep it you need that i on need the that album. on the album uh but yeah the beautiful ones yeah this was tough because also when you watch the movie it makes you realize you can't take songs off right. that are featured in there but if i had to it would be computer blue Matt, one of the fun parts about these albums that we cover, some iconic lyrics, Mm -hmm. they become a part of your life. Oh, yeah. They become part of the vernacular. They may express an emotion or 
a thought that you have better than you could yourself, mm-hmm. we've got a new segment for the listeners this season, and that is called Your Senior Quote. In your quotes, yes. <laughs> so in the yearbook, there's the picture, Matt Lale. Were you wearing a tux? Uh, every day to school. Okay, I always gotcha. wore a tux to school. Right, right. My senior portrait, I had a gold polo with a braided belt and green pants, and I'm leaning against leaning? a tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Leaning yep. against a tree. Yep, okay. So what is the quote that goes underneath that iconic Matt Lale picture? Mine would be from uh, Let's Go Crazy. It would say, if you don't like the world you're living in, take a look around you. At least you got friends. That was going to be mine. Was it? I'm not kidding. Seriously? Dude, it's like we have the same name. It's like we finish each other's. Senior quotes. Yes. <laughs> Dang, man. Well, I can't have the same one as you, but I feel like Let's Go Crazy had the best choices. And so another one, pills and thrills and daffodils will kill. Hang tough, children. <laughs> That's a good one. What was your senior quote? We didn't do senior quotes, actually. Oh. Wow. We got our baby pictures in the... Oh, you did that? Yeah. Oh, what was your high school senior quote? Uh, Freak me. (laughs) Mine was something stupid like, the measure of a man is his character if you knock him down or some (laughs) dumb sports thing like that. I should have done this. Oh, no, no, mine was uh, sun's out, guns out. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Finest Work Songs, and send us some uh, email, finestworksongs at gmail.com. And Are we knows? on TikTok yet? Uh, we should be. Can we get you on there, Flossie? <laughs> Just nonstop. Yeah, send us an email. Who knows? Maybe we'll read your email on the next installment of Kenny Gmail. Matt, this has been fun. I'm excited about season five. Love Prince. Love talking about this album. We could do a whole season on just Prince's influence. None captures his brilliance and uh, the effect that he's had more than uh, this song. Limp Biscuit's cover of 1999. (laughs) So dumb. There we go. Our theme song is by the incredible band Medium Heat. This track is called Radio, and you should check them out at mediumheat.bandcamp.com. And check out any upcoming shows if you are in the Raleigh area. They are on Facebook at Medium Heat Music. <laughs>